What if there was a way to get all of the amazing nutritional benefits of organ meat without feeling like you're eating organ meat? Well, in today's episode, we bring on the founder of Eat Pluck, James Berry. species changed when we got organ meats into our diet. And, and that's undeniable. You cannot question that kind of thing. So that's ultimately speaks, says everything to me, is that you and I couldn't be having this conversation if we didn't get the nutrient-dense vitamins and minerals that are in organ meats, the blood, and the fat. We wouldn't even be here right now talking like this. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com. Today, we have the founder of Eat Pluck, James Berry. His backstory is so fascinating. He was a chef for celebrities like Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Barbara Streisand, and others. As a matter of fact, he left the job, meaning working for Tom Cruise, to go start this company, Eat Pluck. And you're going to hear all about Eat Pluck. First, we talk about the amazing health benefits of organ meat. It was valued by our ancestors. All animals value the organ meat. We've forgotten about that, and we are so focused on muscle meat. Muscle meat does not have as much benefits in terms of nutritional benefits as organ meat, the heart, the liver, the kidneys. These are loaded. These are Mother Nature's antivitamins. But here's the problem. Most people think organ meat tastes disgusting or they have some sort of like conditioning that we shouldn't be eating organ meat. That's why you don't see it readily available at your supermarket. But it's so beneficial. So how do we get people to eat it? How do we get, how do we get kids to eat it? Well, that's where he developed a product called Eat Pluck, which is an incredible product, a seasoning that you could put on any foods, nuts, and your shakes to get those benefits without feeling like you're eating or consuming organ meat. There's also a variation of it without any seasonings where it's just straight up organ meat in a powdered form for those who are just strict carnivore. And we also talk about the problem with keto and carnivore in terms of too much muscle meat. He shares a really interesting story on how there was a protein shortage during the war and the government invested a campaign to promote alternative protein sources, including organ meat, and how we got away from that. Very fascinating history. We get into creative ways to use Eat Pluck to enhance the nutritional profile of your food, the different products out there, and why eating nose to tail is so important, and how organ meat could be a valuable tool to put a dent in disease especially diseases like dementia, Alzheimer's, thyroid issues, lung issues, etc. He gave you all a very special coupon code to get his products 15% off. I use them all the time. 
And if you go to the link down below in the podcast notes and use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order. That is K-E-T-O-K-A-M-P. Before I bring on James, let's get to today's Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from new fan of Keto Camp. I love the name. Titled, Being Educated. Wow, I just started listening about a month ago and I've learned so much. Thank you, Ben. Thank you to your guests. This is definitely life-changing. Awesome. Well, welcome, new fan. I am also a new fan of yours. Thank you so much for listening and taking the time to leave that rating and review. It means so much to us. We appreciate you. Keep showing up. We'll keep showing up for you as well. If you have not left the show a rating and review, please do so on Apple Podcasts or any podcast platform. It really makes a big difference. And maybe I'll read your review on the next episode. All right, let's dive right into the conversation with James Berry. James Berry is a highly accomplished chef and entrepreneur with over 16 years of experience in the culinary field. He began his career as a private chef before working the vegan vegetarian chef on the Vans Warped Tour, where he cooked for artists and crew members during the tour's 50-city run. After the tour, Chef James returned to Los Angeles and worked as a private chef for celebrities like Tom Cruise, George Clooney, Barbara Streisand. In addition to his private chef work, he has founded Wholesome To Go, a healthy food delivery company that served LA, and then he a transition to Eat Pluck, which you're going to hear all about. Here's James Berry. Hey, James, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thanks for having me, Ben. It's truly a pleasure. So we met a few weeks ago, uh, now a couple months ago, at Low Carb Denver. Uh, we had a conversation out in the hallway of the hotel. You had your company there, Eat Pluck. And that was actually the first time I discovered you guys. And I tried it right on the spot. You shared some of the science behind it, some of the ingredients, and we're going to get into it. And uh, I really enjoyed the product. I really enjoyed the fact that you're making it easier for people to get high-quality organ meat and creative ways to use it. So I'm excited to have this conversation and share some creative ways to use this product. Before we even get to all that, James, what is the backstory? Why did you decide to even start this company? Yeah, it kind of, well, it goes back about a little over 17 years. That's when I decided to go down the path of becoming a professional chef. I was always slightly different, a little bit of an outlier as a chef. I, I wasn't into the whole celebrity chef culture. You know, I, I didn't really um, focus too much on like knowing how to make foie gras or something. I wasn't into restaurants cooking. I was really, I, I just really focused in on like, how do I help people get healthy? And I was identifying that people were eating comfort foods. That's kind of where we gravitate. And so I was like, well, how, how do I fix that? How do I not force people to do something they're not ready to do, but how do I take something that they're already doing and make it healthier, still delicious and easy for them to access? And so I was really into like Weston A. Price kind of stuff, like focusing on how things are prepared versus like, well, it's really covering how things are prepared, how the animals fed, if you're eating animal, how things are grown. It really kind of looks at the whole culture of food. And um, I was always fascinated with that. Got out of culinary school, started cooking for a bunch of really high-end celebrities, just really started to kind of get my feet grounded as a chef. Cause I think whenever you dive into a new career, you, there's a piece of you that's like, you know, has got FOMO or not fear of missing out, but more like uh, imposter syndrome. That's the word I'm thinking of. 
You, you know what I mean? Like anytime. And so I kind of got over that, started to realize, okay, I think I know what I'm doing. I was getting really great feedback. People that had like pregnancy weight for years that they couldn't get rid of, I started cooking for them and they got rid of it. And so they started freaking out and talking to people. And so I had a really great word of mouth, but I, it still didn't feel like enough, which is interesting. I still think back to this. I think it's not that I regret my decision or anything, but it's just, I always kind of, you know, I think Steve Jobs used to talk about this. It's, it's always easier to look back and connect the dots you know, but in the moment you just make the best decision you can. So I'm always kind of looking back and just kind of, you know, reflecting and feeling gratitude for the choices I made. But I, so I was cooking for Tom Cruise, you know, pinnacle, like A-list actor, A-list actor, right? Busy. I was making tons of money. And yet I pulled away. I was like, you know what, this is not what I'm here to do. This is not why I'm on this earth. I want to help people. I don't want to help a person. You know, I want to help people, particularly people that don't have billions of dollars or millions of dollars. Like I want to help just everyone as much as I can. So um, I left home and I started a meal delivery service in LA. And it was a time when there weren't a lot of meal delivery services. There was like a handful. And I was one of the first ones that went 100% gluten-free just because I believed in it. We had a sugar control detox. So we had two kind of avenues you could go down. And one was pulling basically very paleo, but pulling out all, all the carbs, all the starches, any sugars, alcohol, anything like that. And in two weeks, people were feeling great and losing weight, things like that. And then I ran that for eight years. I sold that. And then we moved out of LA because we'd had our child and wanted to kind of have a higher quality of life, not have to be in the car all the time. And during that time, I was not healthy. So I wasn't healthy when I owned my business. It, it was just insane hours. Uh, any entrepreneur out there who's listening probably is going to identify with me, right? It's just, you're in your business. You're working so hard. I was getting four hours sleep. I mean, I was, my health was truly suffering. And so when we moved, my focus was all about getting my health back. We had our second child and it was during those four years of being a stay-at-home dad, which I have to say is one of the hardest work I've ever done is being a stay-at-home dad. But it was during that time I got my health back and I came up with the idea for, um, for pluck seasoning. And I think that it's a culmination of how I looked at cooking before, but it's also, um, it also connects to being a father and realizing like, you know, as parents, we deal with picky eating, we, we deal with our modern lifestyle. And I really, I didn't, I just wanted to remove all the barriers and be like, how can I get the most nutrient-dense foods into myself and my kids without the hassle? And that's, that's where Pluck came from. That's a great question and a, and a very important problem to solve. So uh, amazing backstory. Bravo to you for leaving Tom Cruise to d- pursue something that you know, was weighing on your heart. You know, I'm, I'm sure people were telling you, are you crazy? You're leaving Tom Cruise to do a meal plan service or blah, blah, blah. But you know what? That's what it's about, living on purpose with your purpose. First of all, identifying what that purpose is and then living on purpose with that purpose. So I love the transition to meal plans. And then you go to Portland to relax and then you have a kid and you become a stay-at-home dad. And you probably found out you're not going to relax too much with the, with the baby, but you got your health back and that's where Pluck came about. And, and I love that. I love that story. So why is it important, James, to eat organ meat. You know, we have people out there, Liver King and Paul Saladino and all these other people talking about 
um, liver and other organs to consume. I know the value of it, but what you tell me, why is it important to eat organ meat? I really, actually, I think you met him at the uh, conference we met at, um, Dr. Bill Schindler. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I really like how he, he describes it. So basically, uh, for those that don't know, professor of archaeology, that's Bill Schindler. He's got a, his brand is Eat Like a Human. And he talks about, you know, our evolution. And he talks about how it was really two million years ago that we shifted. And I think this is so fascinating. So it was 3.5 million years ago that we were scavengers. And we were eating meat. But we didn't actually truly change. Our brain size didn't increase. We didn't have language. All these things didn't truly increase until 2 million years ago. So there was like a 1.5 million years where eating meat wasn't enough. And you could argue, well, that's possibly because we didn't have the digestion for it. We couldn't absorb it because we were still developing that because we weren't eating meat before that. You could argue that we didn't have fire. There were, there were certain things that we weren't able to assimilate and bio, you know, absorb at that time. But what I think is very fascinating is he points out that 2 million years ago, what made the difference, what changed us overnight was eating the blood, the fat, and the organs. It was getting the nutrient density from those elements. And of course, we were all seeding muscle meat, but it was those were the new ones, the blood, the fat, and the organs, brand new to our species. And that's what changed us. That's what increased our brain size. That's what got us, you know, we were all seizing fire then. That's what changed us and made it so that you and I can talk right now. And I'm not at all trying to comment on like, if there's anyone out there that's I mean, I'm, maybe you don't get this audience, but I know some audiences, there'll be someone who's plant-based or they'll, you know, I'm not at all commenting on what we choose to eat. What we choose to eat is something different, but I'm just kind of commenting on that. Our species changed when we got organ meats into our diet. And, and that's undeniable. You cannot question that kind of thing. So that's ultimately speaks, says everything to me, is that you and I couldn't be having this conversation if we didn't get the nutrient-dense vitamins and minerals that are in organ meats, the blood and the fat. We wouldn't even be here right now talking like this. And they, and they valued the organ meat because they ate that first. The muscle meat was kind of like, okay, we have nothing else to, to eat. Let's, let's eat the muscle meat. But they really valued the organs, didn't they? Absolutely. Well, that, and that's how predators are in the wild as well. Exactly. Because that's where all the nutrients are. And we're all animals, basically. Yes, we, we don't have the tools, the claws or the, or, or the, the speed or the, the teeth size of, of many of the animals in the wild kingdom. But we have our, you know, the tools we can make from our brain size, things like that, obviously. So, so we are different, but we're not that different. You know? And so I think it is fascinating when you look at nature, that is how they eat. That's absolutely how they eat first. Then how come the mass the masses now don't eat organ meat, the majority of people. It's like they slaughter the cow and it's the muscle meat that's being sold. Like what's what happened there? What, how did we forget that? I love that you asked that question. And I've done a lot of research on it. So it's changed throughout history. What's fascinating is that our ancestors ate it. And when I say ancestors, I'm talking about our grandparents. For some of us, our parents, not that long ago, but right around World War II, so before World War II, organ meats were kind of getting sequestered to being poor people's food. It was cheaper cut of meat. It was just one of those things that it's like, oh, it was like the old world culture. That was their food. And now we're in America and this is how we, you know. But so then World War II happened and there was a concern about protein shortage, meat shortage. So the government actually started 
they invested money in a campaign towards getting people to eat other sources of protein. So they were focusing on, that's where Meatless Mondays came from, actually. People may not realize this. It was during World War II, Meatless Mondays. They also then changed, they tried to promote organ meats. And the reason why is because all the meat, all the muscle meat was going abroad to the soldiers. Uh, I didn't say that. So that's why they were doing this. They changed organ meats to variety meats. They were literally changing the name to just kind of make it more exciting and more similar to muscle meat. And so, and it worked. So they did start getting people to eat more organ meats. And that's why I think our grandparents ate a lot of liver and onions and stuff like that. But then what happened is when the men came back from the war, while they were away, many of the women started working and they didn't want to stop working. So you had people now in a household, you had two people working in a household. So you had even more income coming in. And so then it really did become this thing of like, oh, well, we can afford the finer cuts. You know, why would we buy this cheap, you know, this cheaper version, this lower class cut? We can afford this. And so then you start seeing that more and more people are not going to, they're not buying the organ meats. And so what happens when there's no demand, then there's no supply. Like why butchers are not going to carry that if they're not selling it. So then you start to see the shift. And then, of course, then in more industrial kind of packaged foods start growing, you know, in the 50s and all that stuff. And so now we're even moving further and further away from the source, right, to the point where now, uh, like my mother, she grew up in Brooklyn, New York. They used to have a, a, a poultry market that you would go in, there would be a living, a live chicken. You would pick that chicken and then come back in an hour and a half or two hours and the chicken would then be the plop and basically the car, it would be a, a warm carcass at that point, basically. So they were very connected of like, I'm eating chicken tonight and it comes from a living bird. Nowadays, we see pieces of chicken and we don't even connect it to the whole animal. We see pieces of, and like a lot of people, you ask a young child, they, where, where does pork come from? And they don't realize it comes from a pig. You know what I mean? So there's such a disconnect. And uh, Joel Salatin of, uh, of, um, why Polyface am I skipping on the name? Polyface yeah, thing. Yeah. Polyface farm. Yeah. In Virginia. He talks about how it's like we're this, this, all our meat now comes covered in plastic. It's like this true disconnect uh, from our food source. And, and Bill Schindler talks about this as well. But I believe that is what happened is that we got so disconnected from that part of the animal, the whole animal. And then as time goes on, it's not being carried in grocery stores. So now you're not, what you don't see, you don't think about, you don't, you know, you couldn't go on the internet back then and just put an order and place it. And then now, so something that used to be so common now is unfamiliar. So you lose, you, you kind of lose a taste for it because it does have a different taste than muscle meat. You also, you also start to now know, not know where to source it because your, your local markets aren't carrying it. And then the other thing is you lose the art of cooking it. Like, so now it looks so unfamiliar for muscle meat that you're like, how do I even do this? And these are all things that carry to today, right? These are all hurdles we currently deal with. People are super overwhelmed. I mean, you, you know, you can go in a room and I think this is hilarious. You can go into a room and be like, Hey, how about I serve today? I'm going to serve organ meat server. And you'll see the faces. Oh, you know, everyone make this face. And then I inevitably I'll talk to them. I'll be like, well, have you actually ever eaten organ meats? Oh, no, no, no. I would no. They haven't eaten it. But if I had come into that room and said, hey, today we're going to do this really amazing dessert from, and I'll make up a name, you know, of 
Timbuktu, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll just make, you know, it's just like, I'll make it up like it's from this other country and you've never had it. And it, we're going to serve it. And everyone go, Ooh, it's a dessert. Like no one would make that face. They're so conditioned, right? Against savory foods, particularly these kind of uh, unfamiliar foods. So I really think that that is what happened is we just got unfamiliar. So we got to bring it back. It. We got to bring back, make, make organ meats great again. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that might offend some well, people. The I, fact that I use that term, but how I like to say it is, I like to say, make awful O F F A L. That's another name for organ. You make awful <laughs> delicious. Good. That's good. I like that. So, what are you, the question regarding the organ meat? Since when I go to the grocery store, you're correct. There might be some liver sometimes, but you don't really see a lot of organ meat at a traditional grocery store. What are all these companies doing with all the organ meat? Yeah, that's another great question. So you, you have the, the the ranch who's creating the animal, then you have the the slaughterhouse, and sometimes they are also a meat processor. But then the third thing would be a meat processor, and so a lot of times what happens is the the ranch or farm they bring their cattle to the slaughterhouse. Once the slaughterhouse the slaughterhouse in effect is purchasing that animal. And they have a HACCP plan. So basically they're purchasing, they're purchasing the whole animal based on a price. But they're factoring in, okay, I get all these parts of the animal and the rancher gets these parts. So once that, that ranch hands over that cow to the slaughterhouse, they've already divvied up. This is what the rancher is going to get back. And this is the price they're going to pay for it. And the way that the slaughterhouses sort of offset their costs is then they get all the other parts. And so that HASA plan has to do with which parts do, does the rancher get. And most ranchers, I mean, we, we mentioned polyface, like I've talked to Joel before and I, you know, I was like, Joel, how much of the animal do you get access to? And he's like, I mean, he gets all the muscle, he gets the tongue, he gets the liver, he gets the kidney, the heart sometimes the spleen, but not really like that's where it starts to divvy off, you know, like they, they just don't get access to it. And so what the slaughterhouses are doing is then they're selling those to other companies or businesses. So they're selling them. They used to sell them to hot dog companies. Like that's, you know, cheap, cheap hot dogs actually used to be, have more nose to tail on them than people realize they had the lips, they had, they had the ears, they had, they had different parts of the animal. That's what they were doing these kind of minced meat kind of things. And then they're also selling them to the pet food industry. They're selling some of them to pharmaceutical uh, and then some go to zoos. I mean, you know, it just gets dispersed. But I think a lot of people think that it's just getting thrown away. And I do think that there are circumstances where that happens, like in the poultry industry, in the egg part of the poultry industry, when they're hatching chicks, if they only can use females. So when a male come, is hatched, they literally throw it away. They throw that little chick away. It's horrible industry. but So there are industries where they throw things away and that's very true. But for the most part, like slaughterhouses are very efficient. The problem that we're running into, and this is ultimately, I think what we're here, we're, what we're here talking about is that 92%, this is a, this is a 2015 study 92%, so I think it's actually more like 95 now. 92% of Americans are nutrient deficient. But we're not calorie deficient. So that's, that is very, very important to think about. So that is really a comment on what we are not eating the proper foods. 
And here's what I find is interesting. When that cow is going to get slaughtered, the parts of that cow that are the most nutrient dense that would fill that nutrient deficiency is considered not for human consumption. So that's where it goes to the, the pet industry or when it goes to other industry. It's stuff that we cannot even sell. Like the, if the farmer wants it back, they have to buy it back. And then that means they have to sell it. So the, and then it has to be part of the HACCP plan. So there's all these stages that have to happen. But ultimately what's going on is that the parts that we need the most for nutritional purposes are getting used elsewhere. And so then what happens? Well, we're then spending $50 billion on supplements. And that's the piece that I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, and I know your audience is, is they're keto, they're into, you know, most of them are probably animal-based. So they're into, they, they understand the value of an animal. And yet we're throwing away the most nutrient-dense part of the animal. We're just tossing it away. And it's like, but yet we're still needing those nutrients. So we, we go elsewhere for them. And that's the piece that I'm like, I, I've got to help change this. I, that's really what my mission is now. It's like, I've got to help to make more of the animal, make nose to tail easier, more delicious and more obtainable for us moving forward. Because I believe that is what we need as a society. And I believe that's what's going to save us. You're 100% correct, James. You know, it's, it's pretty crazy as you break it down that way. We're overfed, uh, Americans are, but undernourished. And, you know, some might say people overeat because they're trying to get those nutrients. They have to eat so many calories, these, these nutrient deficient foods to get there, but they're not getting there. So what do they do? To James' point, they go to Walgreens or CVS or Amazon and they buy synthetic supplements to try to fill the gap doesn't do its job. So what if we actually had a way for people, the masses to consume high quality organ meat in a digestible, easy to consume format, enter Pluck, enter your company. Hey, when was the last time you bit into a juicy burger or a perfectly cooked steak and thought to yourself, this is the best thing I've ever tasted? If it's been a while, it's probably because most meat products are conventionally raised, which not only affects the flavor profile, but significantly diminishes the beneficial nutrients and minerals. And believe it or not, even products that are labeled as grass-fed or ethically raised to make you think they're high quality are often finished on grain or in factory farms, which is why I am so excited to share something with you today that will not only help you avoid the hormones, antibiotics, and pesticide residues that diminish the taste of conventionally raised meat, but could also save you nearly $1,000 over the next year on your grocery bill. And the best part, this may be the best tasting thing you've had in a long time. So what the heck am I talking about? I'm talking about Wild Pastures Meat Delivery. They provide the highest quality meats from small, regenerative, family-run farms here in the United States that prioritize sustainability and animal welfare. Their beef is 100% grass-fed. Their pork and poultry are pasture-raised, something you won't find anywhere in the grocery store, resulting in meats that are not only healthier for you, but also better for the environment. One of the reasons why me and my fiance Natasha loves wild pastures is that we can opt out out of supporting harmful conventional farming practices and instead support small family-run farms without spending a fortune. 
And the convenience doesn't stop there. They offer delivery straight to your door so you can enjoy delicious, high-quality meats without even leaving your house. No matter where you are in the lower 48 states, Wild Pastures has got you covered. Not only is this the most convenient way to get your meat products, but Wild Pasture meats are better for you nutritionally, and they're higher in the total nutrients, phytonutrients, antioxidants, key fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, proteins, and amino acids. And today, for keto campers, for a limited time, you can get 20% off every box plus free shipping for life and $15 off your first box. This is a crazy deal, and I hope you take advantage of it. So make the switch to Wild Pastures today and save nearly $1,000 on your grocery bill while feeling healthier and enjoying the best-tasting meats of your life. All you need to do is go to the link in the podcast notes down below. Everything is already applied. All you got to do is click that link, customize your order, and you'll have some delicious, healthy-tasting meats very soon. Head to the podcast notes down below, click the link, enjoy your wild pastures. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. Let's talk about it. You know, I've been using your product now for a couple months since we first met. Explain the process behind it, the ingredients, the sourcing, and then we'll talk about the creative ways to use it. Yeah. So nose to tail, as I said, is my mission. I, I hope to get even more access to the animals. So right now, we source from New Zealand and we have access. New Zealand's got an amazing supply chain for nose to tail. They, they've got it dialed in. They're an island. They can do grass fed 100% of the year because of the, the weather there. They can control the environment because it's an island. They don't let, they're very strict on what they let in. Um, so really, really clean product coming out of there. And so we get our organs from there. It's 100% grass-fed. And what we're doing right now is focusing on these five organs. So we're getting the liver, the heart, the kidney, the spleen, and the pancreas. Five organs. Now, most people out there who might be listening be like, oh, I get my liver. Yeah, but I bet you you're not getting your spleen and your pancreas. Like, and why I, I really... I, I really want to focus on nose to tail. So I'm not just saying, let's just eat liver. Notice I'm not, I'm not the liver king. I'm not saying, not, he's actually much more than just the liver too. But, but my point is, is that back in the day when we, when I, if we were a tribe and we slaughtered an animal, there's one liver, you know what I mean? There's one heart. It's not like you could freaking eat heart 30 days of the year. Or, I mean, 30 days of the month. You, didn't, you, you only had a little bit. And a lot of times they gave them to the people that were pregnant, to the kids, to the people that were sick. So sometimes you didn't even get much of it. But the point is, is I'm not saying that we should focus on one organ. I'm saying let's focus on the whole animal. And so that's why we have five organs. We get them, they're raw and then freeze dried. So they're as nutrient dense as you can get even better than dehydrated. And then they're powdered. And what I did was, so you're already, people, you know, you mentioned Joel uh, uh, Salad, Paul Saladino, you mentioned the liver king. So what they're selling are caps encapsulated organ, organ meats. And they even have those five organ blends. But here's the thing that's important to me and why I did pluck is I actually believe we should be eating our nutrition, not swallowing our nutrition. And here's why. If you think about salt, for example, if you are low in sodium and I give you a salt tablet, you're going to get a delayed response because you're going to swallow that tablet and then later on you might feel bloated because you got too much. You might feel great. You know what I mean? But either way, the communication is delayed. 
But if I give you salt and you put some on your tongue, you get an immediate communication, an immediate response. That salt either tastes really good and you're inspired to do another dip of finger with your salt, or it suddenly tastes really bad. And I believe it's because we're not bypassing our digestive process. We're getting that, you know, you're getting the saliva on there. There's an immediate communication and your body then tells you, this is how much salt, more salt I need. And I don't need any more once I've gotten that. It's a fair point. That's why it's called a salt lick, not a salt capsule back in the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that's why what I did was I took the same ingredients you're getting in the capsules, but I combined them with organic spices and herbs to basically make it taste good. And so now you can sprinkle it on anything, literally anything. It's incredibly versatile. Um, we've got three flavors. One is called all-purpose, one's zesty garlic, and the third is called spicy. And so those three add flavor to anything, no different than any spice mix. But what they're doing is they're turning everything you added to, to a superfood, because now you're getting those five organs in it. And then inevitably we get asked, well, how much are you really getting? You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's micro amounts, but here's the thing, micro dosing plus frequent use equals cumulative effect. And the way I can kind of support why microdosing works is we can just talk about glyphosate. Glyphosate is a chemical that was in Roundup when Monsanto put it out there in the 50s. And it's something that was sold in micro amounts. We were told it was only a tiny bit was in there. It wouldn't affect our health. And now we can't get it out of our food. We can't get it out of our air. It's in our water. It's in our soils. It's in our breast milk. They're finding it in breast milk. It's in hummus. I mean, it's like, you name it, there's glyphosate there and there, and it's killing us. It's in a sense, it's potentially one of the biggest chronic health mover. You know, it's one of the things that's contributing the probably the most to chronic issues. And that was microdosing. So I'm a big fan and that's, I'm just a big fan of like moderation. Like I'm a big fan of like, let's not do, like go crazy eating tons of organ meats, it, you know, every day. Let's, let's just focus on getting a little bit every day. You sprinkle it on every meal. It's very versatile. You get it with every meal, every day. So you're getting that flavor, you're getting the nutrition, and then you just get cumulative effect over time. To me, that's going to be more sustainable than someone that goes aggressively all in and then suddenly burns out. Now, for the people that are like, oh, but I really want that 100% nutrition. Well, guess what? We do have a blend for you. It's, it's just the organ blend. It's called Pure. So for those people, you don't have to open a capsule. You just It's a pouch with the organ meat in it. And what's kind of cool about that one is uh, you can give it to yourself and to your pets. Like I sprinkled on my cat's food because my cat can get picky and she goes crazy for her food. I sprinkle on my dog's food as well. The, but it has the pure no, one? The yeah, pure the pure. One the okay. pure is the key. So anyone that's hardcore carnivore, that's what you're going to want. Pure is 100% organ meat blend. It's got no salt and it's got no spices and herbs. So for, that, for those people that are like, oh, I just want the 100% nutrition, great. Here, buy this one. You can now add this one to anything that has flavor. So the other three contribute flavor. This one's kind of a more neutral kind of, I don't know, it's kind of slightly meaty, like you eat it and it's neutral, but then at the end you get a little meatiness, just a little bit, but it's fairly flat tasting. So it's great. You can add it to smoothies. You can add it to sauces. You can add it to your ground meats, just mix it in. And now you're getting those five organs super easily. And that's, that's the key going back to your original question of why, why pluck, right? It's like, I know that as humans, 
we, we are lazy. Sometimes we are our own enemies. Like we, we basically look for things that are easy. And I know that if I want to make food sustainable for you, particularly healthy food, I have to hit two marks. I have to make sure it's delicious and I have to make it easy. And if I can hit those two things, you will go on autopilot. Food will become like Netflix. You'll just, you won't even think about the cost. You'll just, you'll just buy it and it's there and you'll use it. And it doesn't matter if, you know, COVID 25 happens, doesn't matter because you're going to be like, well, I don't have to abandon this because it's easy and it's delicious. Yeah, I love it. Dude, it's such a great product. Uh, I love that you have the one that's just pure because if you're doing carnivore, there's different levels to carnivore. Some of you are a little bit strict where it's just beef and salt. Well, that, you could take the pure product and you don't have to worry about any seasoning or spices. But if you're doing a carnivore with seasoning and spicing, spices like I do, then you could do all-purpose zesty garlic or the spicy. I love the idea, though, about giving the pure product to your cat or dog. I'm going to get some of that and give some to my dog because I give them raw meat and it's an organ meat blend, but might as well put this in there too so you could just ramp up the organ meat for my dog. It's a brilliant totally, idea. Totally, because... Well, because like we were talking about, most likely if they were in the wild, they would be eating more organisms yeah. than the uh, than the pet food industry is putting in their food. Yeah, he he he's raw. My dog eats raw, and it's like an organ meat blend that I get from a company here. But I, I like the idea of adding this into his food. Let's talk about some of the creative ways to use use this. Maybe I could share James how I've been using my products because I I got a, a few from you in um, low carb Denver. My favorite way to use it is to use it as seasoning for my steaks, like my ribeye. I'll like put it over my ribeye and then I'll sear it. It's such a great seasoning, such a great taste, but I know like it's loaded with nutrients. So although I'm eating a ribeye or I'm eating a New York strip and it's a muscle meat, I know that I'm seasoning with organ meat. So I'm getting the balance of methionine to glycine. I'm getting all the other benefits of organ meat. So I love using it for that. Sometimes I'll even put it in my protein shakes and um, I don't really taste it because I'll just put a little bit in my protein shake, but that would be like more of a pure product versus the other ones that are flavored. I know at your at the event, you put them over like uh, different nuts. I think, was it cashews or almonds? Did you have it over some nuts, I think? Yep. Yeah, I had cashews, almonds. I put it over coconut as well sometimes, like coconut um, pieces. and then And then for, you know, when I go to like sometimes when I go to some conferences where they're not uh, low carb, I'll do popcorn even. I'll put it on top of popcorn and people freaking, they freak out. It's so good. What's kind of cool too. I mean, I mentioned earlier, I'm a father, right? So, and I wanted to not have to deal with like the, the issues of picky eating or I didn't, I just didn't want to have to be, I, I didn't want to have to be an issue getting, you know, these healthy foods into my, my daughters. And what's so cool is like, it is, it's a non-issue. They put it on everything. And, and they know what it is at this point. But I always tell parents, like, don't tell your kids what it is. Just let them taste it because the body knows it's no different like with the salt that we were talking about. It's like when you put the, this organ meat blend on your tongue as a child or an adult, your body immediately perks up. Like, it's so cool watching kids eat this because they kind of freak out. They almost, it's almost like it's crack or something. They're like, oh, I want more, I want more. And I've heard even parents tell me their, their, their young kids don't want to put it down. Like they cry when they run out. And I totally believe it's because the, it's the body. It's the body saying, just like it did with salt, it's saying, need more, want more, organ meats, want more, you know? Yeah, it's so important for the, the development of the brain, um, as you established earlier. Okay, I love the idea of parents who are listening and watching using this for their kids. Can, you could put it in their eggs. I mean, what are, give me some creative ways you're using it for your kids. 
I, I honestly, when I say like we put it on everything, I truly mean it. So we're not, we're not a hundred percent keto or paleo. And, and I mean, we eat mostly paleo, but I, but like my kids will have popcorn. They'll sometimes have toast and they put it on those They put, we put it on eggs. We put it on, I put it on a salad when I do have greens. I use it. So the way I use it a lot and we typically, typically recommend is even using it as a finishing salt because, you know, heat denatures vitamins and minerals. And so, um, even though it's a whole food, like we're not, this isn't like an isolate. We're not taking these organ nutrients and isolating them there. It's a whole food that then is freeze dried and powder. So all the moisture is taken out of it. And that does kind of protect those minerals and vitamins because it's a whole food, but no matter what, even when you put that steak on, you know, in the oven or on, on the stovetop, you're losing a little bit of nutrition right when you cook it. Now, of course, you're sometimes, and depending on what the food is, sometimes you increase the bioavailability of that nutrition by cooking it um, or culturing it or whatever it is, right? But but so I, I what I like to do is like, so I'll make my steak with just a little salt and then I'll pull the steak on the plate and then I'll cover it with pluck because then I'm maximizing the flavor. And then of course, I'm making sure those nutrients are not, you know, cooked down or burnt or anything like that. Smart. I'm going to start doing that too. I'm going to add it to the steak after it's already cooked. Hey, Keto Camper. What if there was an easy way to help detoxify your body, ease stress, unwind, and hey, even burn more calories? What I'm talking about is sauna usage. Now, there's a lot of studies that show the benefits of using a sauna, and it could be kind of complicated because they're expensive, and typically you have to go to a facility to use a sauna. What I love about my sauna is that it's a blanket that I use at the comfort of my own home. I use the one from Bond Charge. And sauna blankets work by raising your heart rate to that of physical exercise so you burn calories while you're relaxing. And you could burn up to 600 calories in one session. Sweating also helps flush out toxins like heavy metals from your body. And elevating your heart rate while relaxing releases endorphins, which can leave you feeling euphoric. I feel like I just got a 60-minute massage when I get out of this thing. It works by using infrared light, which heats the body directly rather than the air around you like a traditional sauna. This means you get the same benefits at a lower heat. You also don't need to have your head in the heat like a traditional sauna. It's very easy to use. You can enjoy a session of 30 to 45 minutes while relaxing, reading, watching TV, or meditating. It's easy to clean. It's low EMF, especially compared to other brands out there. Simple and easy to get set up. And even more important, you, Keto Camper, are offered a nice coupon code for Bond Charge's products, including their infrared sauna blanket. So head over to bondcharge.com slash ketocamp and use the coupon code ketocamp at checkout to get 15% off your order. We'll drop that link down below along with the coupon code in the podcast notes. Okay, let's get right back to this episode. For those who are watching and listening, if you want to check out Pluck, we have um, James hooked you all up with the 15% coupon code. And you the coupon code is KETOCAMP, CAMP with the K. We're going to drop a link. If you're watching on YouTube, the link's at the bottom there. If you're listening on the podcast, we're going to put the link in the notes. You could go to the website and you can see, uh, I'm looking at your website here. I love that you have a comparison with your seasoning compared to Goya, Old Bay, and Lowry's and showing essentially like there's barely any 
vitamin and minerals or nu- nutrients in those products compared to yours. And this chart is really speaks a lot of value, volumes, James. Yeah, thank you. You know, that that that's actually, you bring something up that I don't think a lot of people realize is so when you're purchasing food that's packaged in a grocery store, you know, every, every food maker is a business. So I'm not faulting any, any business, um, but they're all trying to make money. And so they have to kind of make sure that their product, you know, has a, isn't costing so much to make for what they're selling. They need a margin, right? And one of the ways that these businesses, these food companies help to increase the margin that they can profit from is they use cheap ingredients. And so even when you get seasoning blends, you'll see that the first ingredient is salt. And that's because salt is, it's cheap. Then you'll sometimes also see sweetener, like a sugar or something. And that's because sugar is sweet. You know, like onions are actually like getting a dehydrated, you know, like granulated onion is more expensive than sugar or salt. And so what I'm always trying to show people is like, when you look at our blend, like if you were to read the back of our ingredients, you would see the first ingredient is onion. It's granulated onion. It's organic. So that's just an onion that's been, you know, dehydrated and granulated. There's no fillers added to it. And then the second ingredient is sometimes garlic or it's the organ meat. I think it's actually for most of the blends now it's the organ meat. And then the third one might be garlic. And then it's like fourth one is salt. It's like, so this is truly like different from other blends. Like you're getting the mat. You're, you're, yes, it's co- going to cost more than a blend that doesn't have organ meats in it. But I'm just trying to educate people that this is truly a delicious, high quality blend, unlike any out there, because I guarantee most blends are going to just be salty. Like, have you ever noticed that when you put other seasonings on, you just, the, the first flavor you get is salt. It's just boom, tons of salt. That's not the case with ours. You get an umami taste with that's from the organ meats. You can taste the onion. If it, you're getting the all purpose, you could taste the smoked paprika. There's a little lemon zest in, uh, lemon, um, peel in them. And so you get like a lemon zesty kind of taste sometimes for the all purpose and the spicy a little bit, but you'll see that it's actually that I, I really believe that, that that is why people like the taste is because they're getting a true spice blend. It's not just a salt blend, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. You're right. Whenever I use other seasoning, it's very, very salty. And I love the fact that the salt you have in your seasoning is from Redmond's and we love Redmond's. We're big fans of them. So we know it's high quality salt. I'm looking at your website. There's, It's cool because your website also has some recipes here. And I see my good friend, Vincent, Dr. Vincent Pedre has a smoothie recipe Mr. Happy Gut, his new book just came out as well. So yeah, you have some yeah. cool recipes here, some creative ways to use it. You know, this is this is very important because the number one, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? When people hesitate to consume organ meat, it's usually because of the taste. They're like, ah, oh, I can't do that. It's too gamey. I can't do liver, blah, blah, blah. And to your point, we kind of forgot that we're disconnected. So how do you bridge the gap? How do you have organ meats and get the benefits of organ meats without actually having to feel like you're having organ meats essentially. All right. And this is solving that problem, especially for me, you know, to be honest with you, James, I don't like the taste of organ meat. Sometimes I'll get like a blend of like liver and heart with ground beef and it hides it, but I know it's in there. But with this, I have no problem using this. That speaks volumes because I usually have problems with organ meat and I do the capsules. 
but now I've been using your product and it tastes actually pretty good. So you solved that problem for me. And I, I thank you for that. Well, I thank you for sharing that. And I, and you're not the only one to share that with me. I've, I've had so many people say like, oh yeah, I get gag reflex when I try to eat organs, but I can do your organ blend. And, um, yeah, that's the goal, right? Is like how, how to overcome all those hurdles we identified earlier in the episode and, um, and, and just get you the nutrients and get them to you easy and deliciously. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I, I look forward to creating even more. I have lots of ideas for other products using even more of the animal. We're, we're working right now as a business to get more access to uh, a domestic supply chain. Like we're, we're really trying to support farmers here in the U.S., there's a lot of great ranches and farmers out here who are doing great jobs raising their animals, humanely feeding them, you know, that 100% grass and, and just kind of using regenerative methods of raising the cattle and the, the farm in general. And so we want to support that. We just have to create the supply chain and the infrastructure more. You have to get it to be more robust. And so we're constantly working on that. And once we do, my hope is we'll get more access to parts because, you know, there is a concept. Um, have you ever heard of the concept of like supports like? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's something I think is, I, th- I think it's something we're, we're severely missing from our modern diet. The, the idea of like supports like, and it's, it's an ancestral concept, but it's like if I eat heart, that's helping my heart. If I eat brain, that's helping my brain. And isn't it interesting, and I'm not saying this is the only reason, but I I can't help but wonder if this is a big reason, is that we have dementia Alzheimer's, it's at it's at an all-time high in our evolution. It's 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 horrible and it's just increasing. And yet we don't eat brain, and our ancestors did. And when I once again, when I say ancestors, I'm just talking a few generations back. I'm not talking about our Paleolithic ancestors. There, there are people that used to eat sheep brain, cow brain, all these things. And then we got mad cow disease, you know, and I think it was what, the nineties or late eighties, something like that. And, and now it's like, you can't even get access to it. And I just got to wonder how we would change if we could get more access to these parts of the animal that we're suffering from, you know, currently, you know, with the brain health, we're suffering thyroid issues are huge, right? You know, lung, people aren't eating lungs or not eating intestine. They used to do that. Like pig intestine is something you used to see in the South a lot called, and it's called chitlins. You can still find it. But once again, I think more and more people are losing the taste for it. So I just can't help but wonder if we're missing a, a big piece to that energetically, nutritionally, and if we can just make that shift, that it might shift more than more things than we than it wouldn't. Like, like you know, I always say, like, if I can get you eating organ meats, if I can get you feeling better in your body, then you're going to feel better, and then you're going to treat others better. And then now we have a better society. We have a world, you know, world that is just better to be in because we're treating each other better. Because the reality is, is if you don't feel good in your body, that is how you you know treat others. You, you treat others how you feel typically. Yeah, beautifully said, James. You're you're absolutely correct. And it's going to be a grassroots movement. Unfortunately, you know, big food and big pharma and the government, they're not really aligned with having people eat organ meat right now. They're, you know, if you, they're pushing more like Lucky Charms and Cheerios versus organ meat. So, that's why conversations like this is very important for those watching and listening. Try it for yourself first and foremost. Give it a shot. You know, check out the ingredients, the sourcing and all that's all listed on the website and then try it. And then if you like it and you're noticing a difference, then share it. Share this episode with your friends, your family, somebody you know who has kids. 
it's going to have to be a grassroots effort. And to James' point, when somebody is healthier, they're going to be kinder. They're going to be nicer. It's going to be better for society. We have a lot of people who are sick and unhealthy. 88% plus of Americans are unhealthy. And it's no surprise that most people are unhappy at the same time. So your food directly correlates to your mood and having a nutrient-dense seasoning that's very easy to consume is a great way to bridge the gap. So any final words you want to share on that before we land the plane together? Honestly, I think you nailed it. And uh, I, I just, I'm just so grateful for us having this conversation because I think that's how the movement, you know, that's how it starts and that's how it continues is just by having the conversation. So I'm just really grateful for you having me on as a guest. I'm grateful for you sharing your experience with Pluck and, 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 and the honesty that you struggle eating organ meats. I think that's the piece too. We started, uh, I don't think we talked about it here, but we've talked about this before it started about how, you know, a lot of people who are following these carnivore diets or keto diets, they're actually, they're eating mostly muscle. They're not eating these organ meats, you know? And, and the question I think we all have to ask ourselves is why? And that's not about shaming. I'm not at all trying to shame you. I'm just saying, yeah, I get it. I'm, I'm like that too. So let's not be afraid of eating it. Let's just find easy and delicious ways to eat it. So give Pluck a try if you're not eating it. And if you like it, great. And if you don't, to your point, go to the uh, recipe section on our website and you'll see tons of recipes. And you can always hear, I've done lots of talks on how to ease into organ meats. So there's lots of value out there on how to ease this very nutrient-dense, very important animal-based product into your diet. But the key is we got to start. We got to start somewhere. And I, I do believe pluck is the gateway. It's just, it's the entry point. It's, but it doesn't have to be the end point. Yeah, right on, 100%. I love that. What is your social media? Where do you want them to go to check you out? Well, you can find us at Eat Pluck. And then me personally, I'm at Chef James Berry uh, with an A. And um, yeah, would love hearing how people enjoy the product. We are very grateful for support as, you know, in spreading the word. And um, we always have, you know, discounts out there. Like don't, don't let anything stop you from giving it a try because I really believe your health is, it, you're worth it. Your health is important. So let's remove the barriers. So just, you know, reach out or, or, you know, don't, don't be afraid to ask what you need and let us know how you, how, how you like it. hundred percent. Health is not an expense. Health is an investment. You know, I always ask my guests the question, um, at the end of every episode, I've been asking all of my guests what they're grateful for. And you actually already said it. It's, I love that you already expressed it before I even got to that point. I call it vitamin G, the strongest vitamin in the world, gratitude. But I, I appreciate you already expressing that before I asked it. So thank you, James. I, I'll express my gratitude to you. Um, I love that you're solving a big problem, not just for parents, but for humans who really need to get more organ meats, these high-quality, nutrient-dense organ meats into their bodies without the thought of, oh my gosh, I'm eating heart, I'm eating kidney, I'm eating liver, or oh, the taste is so bad, it's so gamey. Like all that's gone and you're creating a very easy, you've created a very easy product to get that into the masses. And I'm excited to see where, where it goes. You mentioned there's new products, you know, that you have in mind. I know that you're still kind of getting started with, with Pluck here. So that's why it's important to share these conversations and buy the product, everybody. But I want to say thank you for creating such an easy product for us to use the masses. You're getting high quality ingredients from New Zealand. 
hopefully we're gonna bring that to the US, but I'm grateful for the fact that you put all this together for us in a very easy to use format. So thank you, James, and thank you for what you're doing for the world. Thank you. We'll do a round two. And if you're going to Orlando, Dave Asprey's conference, Pluck and James will be there. I'll be there too, but go say hello to James. Let him know you listen to the podcast. James, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with James. What an interesting backstory of organ meat and muscle meat, huh? I hope you're inspired to eat more organ meat. And if you are like me and you don't enjoy the taste, then go get Eat Pluck. Get it for yourself, get it for your family, get it for your pets. Go to the link down below and then use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Go check out Eat Pluck on Instagram, which is going to be at Eat Pluck. And then we'll put all of the references and links mentioned today in the podcast notes below. If you want to watch the video format of today's interview and all of our interviews, that could be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash KETOCAMP. Consider leaving the show a rating and review. Share this with a friend. Thank you for listening and spending part of your day with me. And James, I've got vitamin G for you. I'll see you on the next episode. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.